Welcome to Barbie Terpia, the podcast for grown-ass adults who still love Barbie for some reason. Uh, I'm Tommy, and today I found that I broke a hundred-day Snapchat streak, so naturally I've lost all will to live. <laughs> and I am Rowan, and do you know what? Do you know what? What? We haven't been sued by Mattel, which is just just so good because it's, only good it's coming, it's coming, it is. But yeah. um, all right, this week is is uh this is my mania, which of the three main Fairytopia movies, this is the one I remember the most. But I guarantee this is probably also the one I will hate the most because. Really? Yeah. I love this film. I hated it. I so much. liked what was her name, Nori. I thought she was yeah, great. Yeah. Loved that romantic tension between her. Yeah, and it was Anna. pretty gay. Elena. It, it was yeah yeah. So it was Elena and Nori, and they go on a mermaid adventure. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it when I was a kid, but I I just think. I watched it last week, and today, you know, because we had to postpone recording this by a few days, so I was like, oh, maybe I should watch it again, and then I was like, no, I will kill myself if I have to watch this again. Well, I think one thing that's really shit about it is the way it begins, which is by recapping in detail the whole first film. Yeah. Like, oh my god, why never do that? Ever. Because one, kids young enough to really not give a shit, they don't give a shit, and they will just watch it anyway. Yeah. And then people older than that don't need the recap of the first film, because they don't, one, probably don't care about my media, or two, if they do care, have seen the first one. And it just, like, it just kept going, like, they just kept recapping the whole first film. Yeah, I was like, It was weird that Azura was the one telling it. Which I guess makes sense since she was a very overbearing figure in the the first movie and she was the only one who was like a main, good, bigger presence. But she wasn't really in this second film. Yeah, I know she wasn't, but she did the voiceover, you know, like at the very beginning of the first film. When they go, like, through the rainbow, beyond the world that oh. we know. Like, Azura, or the voice actress for Azura, voices that. Okay. Now, I only know that because I had subtitles on when I watched it last, like, the first film. Yeah. But yeah, Azura has, like, nothing to do with this film. She has to do with the next one, but... Okay. This so, is, This is like, a sequel yeah. to Fairytopia. It's um, better than the first one. It's definitely oh, better yeah, than definitely. the first one. Although, storytelling-wise, it's, uh... It, I thought it was really good. Well, I liked watching this film. I noticed pretty quickly, not only is this a sequel, but this is a... I don't even think it can be called a sequel. I think it can be... This is literally... Like, this happens within a day to a week, uh, I'd say, after the first movie. Because, really? Okay, because basically it, it starts off with, honestly, another scene that just went on too long, which was... Elena, um... Daffodil, Daffodil, Dandelion, whatever the fuck. Dandelion? I don't know. I think fuck, who cares? I think she's never in it. She's always there for the beginning, and then she just, like, fucks off. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Dandelion, a Bibble, and then a pig. Anyway, they're, they're flying around. And it goes for a long time. It goes I do, for a really like, long time. Like, on top of the really long recap, the very, very long no-speech, just-flying thing... She's there clear. were a lot just... of scenes in this that just went on for way too long. Yeah, there was a lot of like stretched out stuff, and I'm like, why? I just wanted to 
hit the 85 minute mark. Yeah, probably. I mean, they're direct to DVD anyway. Or actually, direct to video, like VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Even though this was, what, 2006? Yeah, 2006. Yeah. <laughs> Still direct to video. But, uh,. That goes on way too long. And then when they finally come to a stop, it's like, the way they're talking, Elena is still very, very new to these wings. And she, t- so it's like, I'd say this would place about like, you know, maybe like the day after or like a week or two. And she's still like, oh my God. See, I thought like a couple of months at least. Basically how it happens is they're flying around Elena, Daniel and Bibble and they're being followed by this uh Bibble sm- is freaking out and I just Ugh, can't figure I couldn't Bibble. figure out why. Mm. There are just so many points in which he just starts shrieking throughout that scene. <laughs> but it's because they're being followed by that tiny fairy. I don't know what kind of fairy she was. There's a lot of different types a, of fairies. She's a sea butterfly. Sea butterfly, that makes sense. And then she's like got the least tact of like anyone. <laughs> yeah. See, the reason I thought that it'd been a long time is because in the first film, mm-hmm. Elena meets Prince Nalo, who's this mer prince, pretty yeah. briefly, but they hit it off as cool buds. But then, like, this butterfly fairy has come to Elena. I mean, like, your friend Prince Nalo is trying. So I assumed that, like, it, there was some time between yeah, this but... because, like, they've built up a friendship between. Because otherwise they would have met once. I mean, she says she goes to Elena because Elena is well known as this fairy that's like everyone's talking about this fairy without wings who saved everyone and got mm. wings. That's so I'm true. I'm assuming that's, true. that's why she went to her. I thought Nalu sent it. Or maybe it's a mix of both. Probably a mix of no, both. No, I don't think. Because um, Laverna is basically like. She's been... not a frog anymore. I don't know how that. She stopped that, but no, she's not she a frog. She didn't turn into a frog in the first one. She did. She turns into a frog in the laugh in this one. No, they turn... Do they... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You just spoiled the ending. She turns into a frog. <laughs> Which is offensive to frogs. Um, yeah, I was really upset. But um, basically what's happened is Prince Nalo has been kidnapped from Crystal Cove by some fungi. And now we finally have, like, an arch fungi. A... M- fungi Maximus. Oh, to my be precise, God. Who's like, oh, my God, like... He's Every time. A, he's so queer-coded, but he's also, like, weirdly in love with Laverna. Yeah. And he's so, like, sure that they're on the same level. And I'm like, if you were on the same level, you would have been in the first movie. But, um, he's basically, like, a fun guy, but he has a name, and he's a little bit more intelligent. Not by much. And he wears purple. Uh, and he has an accent. Yeah. It's oh. so bad. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. bad. Like, we keep saying this, but really, like... We've talked a bit about how people use shortcuts to kind of like mean something. Like we were talking about how Laverna and the Enchantress being sisters is a shortcut to try and have meaning behind it. Yeah. Queer coding and anti-Semitic coding is just a shortcut for villain, which is so bad on so many levels. Yeah. But Barbie and Disney, they always do this thing where it's like I give them a hooked nose and make them wear purple and be a bit prancy. And you've mm. got yourself a villain right there. Yeah. And everyone in the audience will have will understand they're a villain without them actually having to really be villainous yeah. to any extent. Yeah. And I, it's just it's so annoying because it's just the laziest animation and writing know, to just be like, oh, just make him, make him a, a bit gay and Jewish and there you go. Everyone will understand they're evil. It's like, fuck off. But, and um... it just keeps getting worse. Like the fungi are, and like Max 
specifically are so bad when it comes to this. Mm. Like, oh, it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I don't like, I don't really like using the term discourse for like actual serious things, mm. but there, there is a lot of discourse around general like goblin, elf, like such and such creatures because even if a lot of people use them as like, you know, good characters or whatever. Fantasy are, like a fantasy character. A fantasy you know? character and it. it's like this is just my D and D character. This is mm, yeah. a character, you know In a comic that, or, or Taco from the Adventure. Yeah, yeah, that's one like I'm that. thinking of. I think there's there's this problem where there are so many traits that these sorts of creatures have that are anti Semitic because they have anti Semitic roots. There was something about how like goblins being green or something like obsessed that obsessed with money and was, all that well, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Having not, scales and horns and stuff. Yeah, that was. I'm it. not sure where the green comes from, but I don't doubt mm. that it is like an anti-Semitic trope. But like that just it just goes to show that it's like so ingrained because like even though these are fantasy things, everything in fiction, no matter it's that it's so made similar. up. People make them up, and everyone has a bias. And yeah. we create monsters. Yeah. Monsters in fiction mm. are always a reflection of something that we're scared of in the real world. Often mm. they're just people we don't understand. Yeah. And so you know, you have all these types of monsters in mm. like real world mythology and fantasy to mm. actual like written fiction. Yeah. If you even go back to like changelings, that was just a fear of autistic children. You know. Yeah. All these sorts of things, any, they are just... Any fictional creature that is somewhat humanoid is based on some sort of... Witches. It was just a fear of like strong-willed women and, again, Jewish people. That was a total like stereotype there. Yeah. So it does piss me off. Like, it, it does, does piss like... me off. And like, you, you can look at this, and you know Mattel doesn't design these characters with, like, oh, yes... What is the what is you know the most offensive thing to Jewish people? What's Let's the, just be garbage. They're not doing they're it. They're not doing that, but it's so ingrained in society that mm. you like some people just don't even know that. Yeah, and it's the same with like uh, gay stereotypes because I know Disney does this really badly, okay. and they still do it. And it's like, oh my god, can you just like Disney probably can, knows? Uh, but this is Disney's the thing. been around for a while. But this is the thing, I, I know these companies aren't trying to do this, oh, no. but they're just using, like, lazy writing. It's not like some weird, like, Illuminati secret, like, secret nod to all you bigots out there. Yeah. Because it's not that secret, but mm. it's... But it's tiring, and... It's tiring. As people that make things, and mm -hmm. it's like, just write a good fucking oh. villain. Like, a, a really good example that we've already passed is Gothel. She was not a stereotype of any extent. Yeah. She was really well written. The other villains we've encountered, not so much. And Is Lil, does Laverna have any stereotyping to her? I'm not quite sure. I, I guess I can't really. One like, thing judge. I've noticed with um, female villains and Disney and a lot of things, and as far as I'm aware, this isn't this isn't some type of stereotyping. But they always have like that sort of heart shaped haircut. I think that goes back to, honestly, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, probably. And, like, the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, tying things back to, like, Victorian era, Elizabethan era, actually, that was from. Uh, it's just, like, old and regimented type thing, Regency era yeah. stuff. But, um, I think, obviously, we love Buffy movies. We obviously fucking do. But I just think, if you love something, you can be critical of it. Yes. Uh, and uh, 
I'm pretty critical of all the things I like, you know, I'm into comics and I'm into a lot of different things, but I'm still wary of them mm. and what they are trying to tell people because yeah. I don't think always it's the best thing for kids to be bombarded with every single movie to be these exact same stereotypes because yeah. they they do translate into real life and they yeah. do translate into real bias that people grow yeah. up with. And that's but, definitely yeah. part of the reason why there are so many people out there, especially especially like young girls and stuff mm. like that, who are self-conscious about their noses or their skin colour or, you know, mm. what they look like. People are less oh, educated about people, anti-Semitism. Yeah. Or a lot of people think it's gone. And I just want to preface and say neither of us are Jewish. We're just saying that, like, it's so obvious if you've, like, looked into mm. any kinds of, like, uh, yeah. anti-Semitic stereotypes... It's mm. just that most people are, are less aware of anti-Semitic yeah. stereotypes if they're not Jewish. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know about you. I've, in the past, uh, talked to and or been friends with quite a few people who are Jewish and very critical of the things that we were into at that time and it was mm. interesting to, like, see their take on it. That being said, if we've missed anything or if we've gone about anything the wrong way and if there's anyone listening to this who's Jewish and has opinions on this yeah i'd like to hear them yes definitely definitely like send us a message on tumblr or twitter or something with like anything you wanted to add on that because honestly this isn't the last movie that's gonna have those stereotypes and i know we also touched on it but like oh god the gay stereotypes are so bad it's so bad it's so bad but um yeah if you have any more thoughts on that just let us know but we're going to continue on with the story but we just wanted to say that at the beginning because with every film we keep mentioning it but it just kind of keeps getting worse and it's not going to get better like i already have like villains in my head that i know of movies coming up that are just going to keep yeah this stereotype running also uh if anyone from mattel is listening one please don't sue us uh two higher sensitivity writers Okay, so basically, let's talk about the plot of this again. Yeah. Um, um, Elena. Bungai. Yeah, Elena. This this fairy, this sea butterfly or whatever yeah. won't shut the fuck up. The way she says it is so bad. Like, she's so insensitive. Um, it's like, she's like, oh, and you know, I wouldn't want to just, like, go out and just say that, you know, oh, yeah, Prince Nolly's been kidnapped because you're friends. And then she goes, oh, no. And I'm like, who does that? She's like, Prince Nalu's been kidnapped. And she's like, how did you know? I know. And then she's like, oh, oh, no. It's like, yeah, you just said that. And then, so it's like, okay, Mm. lead me to, you know, lead me to the sort of this place. Yeah. Um, Crystal Cove, I believe it was called. I've blocked most of this movie out. (laughs) Um, so Elena goes there. This Elena, is by this point, Daffodil's kind of fucked up. She's not. Yeah, helping. she's like, I'll go with you, and uh, she's like, Elena's like, Oh, I don't want to get you in trouble with your mom. And Daffodil's like, Okay. Yeah, and then she just fucks off, and it's like, Cool, all right. And then Elena goes to the cove and, and is they like trying meet to Nori. Yes, but um, she's kind of looking around, and she's like, Prince Nalu, where are you? <laughs> I really like Nori as a character. Oh, yeah. I think she's so good. She's voiced by the same person that voiced the wooden imp in the first movie. Delilah, I believe. That makes sense. They have very similar characters. Yeah, yeah. And she's very, like... I guess she's a character we haven't really seen be a main character in a Barbie movie. Mm. She's not going to be the last, but she's very, like, sarcastic and headstrong. And she doesn't like Barbie. And she's not a villain. She's a non-villain that doesn't like Barbie. Which is honestly, like, something that's just kind of... 
the first time I think it's happened, and I really appreciate it that someone's like, even though there's nothing unlikable about Elena, really, it's just like, oh, thank God, someone that's like just not immediately enamored by you. Yeah. You know, um, who's like a, a main part of the story. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah. Like she's not happy to see Elena. Yeah. Um, because she is in love with Prince Nalu. But she thinks that... Elena and him have something going on. Yeah. Which is refreshing to find out that they don't. And that yeah. neither Prince Nalu nor Elena like each other. Yes. Like, that there's nothing... Cause Elena like... doesn't have a love interest in this film. And I'm pretty sure, although I could be wrong, she doesn't have one in the next one. To have a trilogy where we have the same main character the whole time and she mm. doesn't have a love interest is so good. Mm. And the whole film is literally just about her and Nori becoming better friends and trusting each other to the point where they get sick best friend tats. Like, that's a real thing oh, that happens. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, magic best friend tattoos. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yes. Yeah, that's a thing. They so, kind of are arguing and yeah. Nori's like, I don't want your help. I don't fucking give a shit. Like, yeah. no, you're she's not coming like, with she's me. She's like, wait, how do you know that Prince Nolly's been kidnapped? And Elena says, oh, the sea butterfly told me. And at point, you go look over at the sea butterfly who's like... Gone. Well, I'm gone. Peace. And it's at this point just Elena and Bibble, and, like, Elena just looks like a crazy person. Yeah. And obviously Nori doesn't trust her either, even though she's super famous for saving Fairytopia. Yeah. Um, the media is a different, I guess, civilization? Uh, yeah. Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, I, kingdom? I would assume so. Uh, yeah, I think it is, because one, Prince Nalu is, like part of the royalty and we know that fairytopia is run by the guardians and the enchantress so obviously they're yeah different. i would say that um fairytopia is more is more of like a, a government i don't think so it, i think the enchantress like rules and then the guardians are like her elite police force her swat team so it's a dictatorship maybe maybe <laughs> but... quite possibly but yeah Mamedia is what I thought Mamedia was really well designed, and I thought the animation in this film was really good. Yeah. Because I like to comment on the animation so much better than the last one. Not up to Princess of the Pauper standard. We're still not like back where we were. Yeah, we're but not I feel back there yet. it's so much easier to kind of have these empty spaces underwater. And I think underwater animation is already going to be prettier. Like with the coral and everything looking really good, it's just yeah. going to be better. Basically, what's happened to Prince Nalu is he's been taken by these fungi dudes, and they're trying to find uh, something called the Immunity Berry, mm-hmm. which is a special berry that makes you immune to magic, and of course, uh, Laverna wants that, because I'm pretty sure she's magicless right now, because that's what she lost in the first movie, yes? Yeah. So she's stuck in this toadstool swamp place, yeah. just chilling, and trying to get her henchmen to bring this back for her. Nalu apparently knows that it is, so they've kidnapped him, and he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you shit. So then they get this potion thing, and they pour it into, like, a, like, kind of a rock pool that's kind of, like, raised. Yeah. And then it's, like, basically, look, the science of this is bullshit. Removing the, uh, air from the water. Do you know what happens when you just take the oxygen from H2O? You just have hydrogen, which is not a green bubbly liquid. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not going to suffocate the people under the water. It's just going to be hydrogen. <laughs> Whatever. It's a kid's movie. I get that. And it's meant to be magic. Yeah. So maybe it's magic removing oxygen from the water. Maybe magic H2O has something else in it. 
and the only thing that stops it from becoming unstable is the oxygen. Maybe. But Nalu's like, nah, okay, fine. Don't kill the entire kingdom. Okay, I'll tell you where it is. But then it, he kind of starts taking them on a bit of like a rigmarole. But uh, we cut back to Nori and Elena. Nori just kind of fucked off and went, well, I'm not going. You yeah, can't and then, and then uh, Elena and Bibble are like looking around for like clues or whatever. And also some of that seaweed so they can breathe underwater oh, yeah. from the first film. Yeah. And then, so they're looking around and they find that like rock pool. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, at, at which point, Bibble has found, <laughs> I think, one of the ugliest oh, fucking so animals that it's... Mattel has ever animated, which is a pink turtle that does not speak. Uh, it just kind of so ugly. <laughs> it's <laughs> the ugliest piece. Oh, okay. It just there are lazily. Like, like, very slowly. Because they get the dolphin later as well. Yeah, the dolphin doesn't There are doesn't too many animal sidekicks in this. Too many. You get one. Yeah, and Bibble And Bibble's already too much. much. He is already annoying. But these weird, silent, really creepy, human-eyed animals, marine life, it's just so bad. Like, it's okay, so bad. you know, there, a lot of people make fun of Disney for, like, having, like, that weird, like, same face with all its mm. female characters, which yeah. is the, you know, very small nose, very, like, uh, pinched, heart-shaped yeah. mouth with, like, a pinched chin. Somehow, this turtle managed to have that. <laughs> but it was bald. And yeah. pink. But it, it managed to have the Disney same face. But it brings yeah. them the seaweed, because it doesn't talk, but it understands them. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Or so they will understand it. They go underwater, and they're trying to find Nori again. And then... So, we're underwater... Um, and you've got the ugly fucking turtle and mm. the dolphin, which is also pink, but doesn't look that bad. Yeah. Um. It's just the human eyes. Yeah. It's... I mean, look, we haven't got to Island Princess yet, which I think is the worst animal oh. companions, but, you know, it's still, the, the turtle's pretty creepy looking. Yeah. They're trying to find Nori again. They're trying to find Nori again. By going to this mermaid town area, and they do... But she's just not being helpful. She still doesn't yeah. want anything to do with Elena. And she's like, fuck off. Yeah, I don't give Elena a shit. is like, you know, she's really like, oh, wow, this is this is beautiful. Yeah. And she's just like paddling around underwater at the bottom mm. of the ocean lake thing. Yeah. She's going like a different way to where the animals are going. And the turtle comes over and it's like, whoa, you don't want to go that way. And mm. I don't know how she figures it out or how she finds out what it's called. Yeah. But she's like, oh, that way is the, the carousel of confusion. Yeah. And then we fade to back to Nalu. And I really like the way they do this scene because it's just like, they're all on the back of this stingray but underwater. Yeah. The, and Nalu's the, tied the, up. Yeah. The, the, uh, fungi. the fungi have gotten some of the seaweed as well. Yeah. And they're going around, and they're like, how long until the immunity barrier? And then I was like, not long now, just around this corner. Or like, turn left up at the whatever. Yeah. And then they cut around, and they every they swim around this thing, and they keep repeating the exact same kind of scene yeah. as they go around it. And it's basically the carousel of confusion. And there's this little crab in the center who's just watching them go. Yeah, around. it's so good. And then eventually, like, Max is kind of like, Wait a minute. No How long have we been doing this? I don't know. I really like some of like 
the places they came up with mm-hmm. underwater. Yeah. Like, there's some, like, places that they go, because it's very, like, fetch questy. Yeah. And that they have to go here to do this, to do that, to yeah. find him. But they go to some interesting, like... Honestly, once Elena, Elena and Nori start, like, traveling around together, mm. it gets so much fun. Oh, yeah. I really like their relationship. I really find them interesting. This, I think my favorite sequence is when they're... Elena is trying to fly, and she's, like, underwater, but near the surface, and they're, yeah. like, going together. Like, she's flying yeah, near the like top racing. of the water, and they're racing. Yeah. It's, like, the best moment in the whole fucking thing. And it's animated amazingly. Yeah. But for now, we're kind of cutting back to Elena, and Elena's spotted Nori. Mm-hmm. And Nori is arguing with some mer fairies, which are, like, little fairies that are tiny. They've got They're tails. very tiny. They've got tails. They also have wings. very small wings. Which begs the question of what that first thing was. Like, there was, like, a sea butterfly, but it was just an underwater fairy. I don't know. There's, like, so many different types of fairy. Even, like, there's just a million types of fairy. Like, in the next film, you have, like, sparkle fairies and star fairies and all yeah. these all these different types of fairies. And then when you get to Mariposa, she's a butterfly fairy, but she's apparently in a different kingdom to, like, Elena. She's a flower fairy. And so there's all these really specific well buildy things that yeah. really get brushed over, but I actually find them really interesting. Yeah. Like, because they have, what, five of these movies... They've really kind of fleshed out this world, but my favorite is Mermadia and being like underwater. I just think yeah. it's so cool. But, it's probably um, my favorite of all of them. Yeah, definitely. But basically, Nori is arguing because she's trying to find the Oracle of Delphine, which she doesn't know where she is. And these mer fairies can like do prophecies, but only if you go and you have tea with them. They will give you a prophecy. Yeah. And Nori can't do that because they like they can exist underwater. But yeah. they actually, their houses are just above the water, so she wouldn't be able to go up there. Uh, and they have to, like, as soon as they leave the water, they fly. So yeah. Elena has to do it. Yeah. But and it's like. These, like, little, they're kind of creepy looking as yeah, well. Yeah, they are. These little, like, sea fairies, they love animals. And mm. as soon as Elena, Bibble, and these two other animals come up, they start fawning over the dolphin and the turtle yeah. and giving them, like, cookies and yeah. stuff. Which and... is kind of like fish food, and Bibble is like, I want it on that. Mm. And he goes around, and then there's this one that's like, oh, you know, I love you so much. I'm not sure how anyone could look at Bibble and be and have any reaction other than... Jesus. Oh She's an God. evil Furby that flies. It's so bad. They, 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 they do name what kind of animal he is, though. They call him a puffball. Puffball, yeah. Which doesn't solve anything. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, Elena and Nori are talking, and Nori's like, okay, well, this Fine. is the only way we can do this, and blah, 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 so, and it's really difficult to, you know, blah, 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 you'll, blah, 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 You'll blah. never be able to get tea with them. Yeah. And then they, like, turn around, and she's like, can I please bring Bibble back? And Elena's like, well, I don't think Bibble would like to go without me, and you know? And the sea fairy's like, okay, you can come too. Mm. And so it was much easier, and Nori's like, okay, fine. Maybe you're maybe you're okay. Yeah. But they get up there and they have tea and they get their prophecy. Yeah, which was some bullshit. Uh, they would have to travel to the bottom of the depths of despair to find the mirror of the mist. No, 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 no. This is how they find. Oh no, that was Delphine's one. This is Delphine's. There was some rhyme. So the mer fairies basically give them this rhyme mm-hmm. that has to do with like something inside the shell. I don't know. It's I some weird thing. That basically, Delphine is they they're trying to find Delphine an oracle because she can like 
lead them to him they can ask her a question or something there's a lot of oracles in this so there's yeah. a lot of like prophets and yeah so i think there's like three or something yeah. they just keep going from prophet to prophet and it's just the weirdest thing yeah. and each one is like in a harder to find place yeah so this is when like the race scene happens yeah because nori's like cool got me information and tries to like ditch elena yeah but um and elena's like uh-huh i see what you're doing they go and there's just this cool thing where they're racing and then they go over a waterfall and they're like falling at the same time and then yeah. Nori hits the water and, and Elena like pulls up just beforehand. Yeah. It's so good. It's amazing. And it's like such a good moment in the film. Oh, yeah. And I really like when films portray like a budding friendship, but not through like them talking, but just through like the way they act around each other. Yeah. Like it's not always like, oh, we are friends now then. I'm okay with you. It's, like, more subtle than that. Yeah. And you can see them kind of being, like, starting to, like, get used to each other. And then, of course, Elena catches up with her. And they come to this crossing. And Delphine is a weird... Well, no, no, no. There's this big, like, snail, sea snail thing. Yeah. It's basically kind of like a fairy. Yeah. And, like, a fairy that you can, like, pay to, like sit with and she will like take you around this little lake and mm. tell you about stuff and she's got like this big shell on her back except it's not really a snail shell it's like mm. a clam definitely it's a made up sort of it's, creature yeah, it's, it's huge it's also weird. and then nori's like a bit rude to it yeah and the snail's like hmm okay also the snail looks creepy as fuck yeah it really it, does it's got giant lips but not in <laughs> yeah. a way that's natural for anything to have giant lips mm-hmm. like it just could like, because it's a slug <laughs> it's a giant slug <laughs> that is pink with a clam it's, on its, it's back it's like pouting yeah <laughs> it's like your you know aunt that's been divorced three times and has a bunch of botox yeah, that's very specific. <laughs> it's a universal thing. Yeah. Tell me that doesn't conjure a picture in your head. Yeah, no, it definitely conjures a picture. <laughs> but Elena being nice kind of is so, like... yeah, we'll, we'll take, you know, yeah, we'll we'll take, take a, a ride. Little Come ride on. with you. And then they're going along and it's like, hmm, 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 hmm. And then Elena realizes that there's something about a shell. Yeah. And so she looks up this woman whose name is Shelly. Yeah. And she's like, Shelly, could you look in your shell, please? And yeah. then... She, like, ducks under the water. Yeah. And then she sits there and she opens her shell and this other little sea fairy comes out. And I want to understand, like, how that relationship works. Yeah, I'm Because like, she has she this has... whole house in there that doesn't make sense. It's like, you know, TARDIS rules. But also, does she pay rent? Like, Is to she, live I in this other person? the idea that she was a child slave. Oh, wonderful. That's not dark. That's no, fine. Yeah. Well, we've already covered a lot of dark <laughs> yeah, subjects here. That's very true. And it did really just seem like... Also, it's like, okay, so even if she's not a child slave, mm-hmm. she there had to be some conversation that was like, hey, could I live inside you? <laughs> Which is just the worst <laughs> thing ever. Also, you were trying to take a drink right then, just yeah. for anyone that uh, can't see us. <sighs> But uh, basically they figure out that, wait, this little idiot child yeah, but isn't the oracle. Yeah, not only is she just this weird little child that looks like all the other sea, the sea fairies. She sounds she, weird. She sounds weird and... Like an old lady. Kind of. She just makes me think of, like, Shirley Temple. Yeah. She, like, says all these, like, very popular Thanks. sayings, but they're, like... Bullshit. 
but also they're like slightly changed to like fit the they're like oh you know a clam in one hand is worth two and i don't fucking know it is worth two in the other i don't know it's bullshit stuff and they kind of figure out it's bullshit, and they're like, "These aren't real These prophecies." These aren't real. And they go, and then they basically figure out Shelley's actually Delphine the prophet. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, well, well, you figured out my clever ruse of letting a child live inside my shell, so I can make her say weird things to people when they try and get prophecies out of me instead of just being direct, because it doesn't seem like prophecies are a hard thing to give out. Yeah. Why are you even like a ferryman? You know." Yeah. You just get people to give... You, you just... would get a lot of more business if you lived in Mermadia. You were like, yes, here I am. Prophecies. Give me two clams. Give me cl- two clams for a prophecy. Yeah. But um, basically she's like, you, you will have to travel to the bottom of the depths of despair to find the mirror of mist, which will lead you to Nalu. Which sounds so just... Bullshit. Yeah, but it's still pretty cool. It's still pretty cool. This is the bit, like, the depths of despair is the bit that I remember the most. Mm, yeah, definitely. Although I remember, okay, so, another thing she says is that it's like, you two have to trust each other mm. to be able to get to the bottom of the depths of despair, because no one else has ever done it before. Yeah. Or at least no one that's ever lived. But also, the other thing she gives them is this little necklace. This she gives little it to, necklace to Elena. She says, she gives to Elena because she says, you will need... To be strong swimmers, which you can only really be if you have a tail. Yeah. So you'll need to trade your wings for a tail, Elena. And Elena's like, I just got these. Just now. Just now. Like, Mm. just, like, yesterday. See, the thing about this that really always confused me is that, okay, so can't Elena just take off her wing necklace? And then just... She wears both of them. I'm like, but if you say you took off the wing necklace, gave it to... I don't know, someone, Bibble, whatever. Give it to someone to hold on give to. Give it to... Put on it. Would you just... Give it to Dandelion. Because couldn't you just trade your legs for a tail if you don't have wings, technically? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have to trade wings, and maybe that's how it works, and if she didn't, she wouldn't be able to use it at all. But it just seemed pretty, like, well, you could have just not had your wings at all. Yeah. And then kept them safe somewhere, because your wings are a necklace, and they're only magically a part of your body. Yeah. So, I don't know. wearing that necklace. Yeah, just take off. Why, you don't need to wear two necklaces. They clash. They do. They I'm do. just saying, they, they do. do. And they even do. then, the, the tail has a time limit. And it's the most bullshit stuff ever. Yeah. It's like, oh, and if you're not out of the water by the time they're all white again, you'll have a tail forever. And I'm like, one, she can just get the enchantress to give her another wing thing. But then again, she wouldn't have legs. She could just be a merfairy, I guess. But also, it's like, that's so bullshit. What kind of magic is that? Yeah. This is rude. Yeah. But, but even then, Elena's like, yeah, probably won't need it. I probably won't need it, but thank you for this necklace. So she doesn't put it on straight away. No, she puts it on, but she, she doesn't just activate. Has to ask yeah. For, she has to yeah. ask for the tail. Yeah. Um. So they're like, let's run along. They go to the depths of despair. Yes. And, and they start swimming down, and at first it's like, okay, this is pretty cool, and then the current starts to get a bit stronger. Like, stronger. And this is basically like a giant tunnel that leads deeper down. Yeah, and it's dark and it's kind of got... Uh... Like roots and stuff. Mm. But also like Nori, like Elena's like, hey, can you wait for me? I can't really swim very well. And Nori's like, no, no, I'll just go ahead and get it. It's fine. And I'm like, always listen to the oracle. Don't ignore what she says. Yeah. And so she goes down 
And then the further down she gets, the more like crowded it gets by roots. And then like these, like this kelp. Yeah. Like, long wavy kelp. And it starts grabbing onto her and like pulling her down. And, and she so- gets bored. <laughs> Come on, it's all I could think the whole scene. It was just like a ball thing, right? No, it was more like a tentacle thing than a That's ball true, thing. that's true. It was a mix. But like they drag Nori down and then Nori gets Start trapped in like a kelp cage. Her. And then it starts getting smaller and smaller. And it's basically like it's kind of eating her. That's yeah. why I thought of Vore. And then she kind of cries out. And Elena is like, oh, shoot, I got to get down so there. She tried, and this is the bit that, like, this is the bit I remembered, but I remembered it slightly differently because for some reason I remembered this as, like, she already had the tail and this is the bit where, like, her necklace was starting to turn back to white again. This is when she's, like, she's trying and she's struggling, so she goes, well, I guess I have to have a tail, like, five minutes after saying I definitely won't need this. Yeah. <laughs> again, the oracle is always right. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets a tail, and they fight him off, and they get to the bottom, and it probably wasn't that hard, and I don't know why other mermaids and mermen haven't been able to do this. Well, probably because they all, like, I'm gonna do this by myself. They didn't use teamwork, and that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, but they get to the bottom, and this... Uh, but immediately after she turns into a mermaid, Elena takes the time to look at herself and be like, oh... What have I done? Yeah. And it's like your friend is dying. Your friend is being bored by essentially tentacles. Mm, two for one deal. But they do get out of it and they get to the very bottom. And it's really cool. It's like this dark, empty space. With yeah, this with a big clam. clam. And this fish. Yeah, lady. this weird fish lady that's just like in the darkness. It's very like, hard. Wow, you don't get out often, do you? It's very hard to know like what's an animal that can't speak and what's something that can. Like the turtle doesn't speak, but this fish does. I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. And she's like, "Hmm, what is it that you seek from me?" Mm. And they're like, "We can you help us find Prince Nalu?" And she's like, "No, but this can." Yeah. And she, like, starts swimming over to the, to the little clam. thing. The, the only clam. thing in this entire space, so obviously it's important. Yeah. And she opens it, and there's, like, a mirror mm. in there. Well, like, the top half of the clam is, like, a mirror, and it's yeah. got a little pearl inside, and it shows them where he is, and they're like, oh, no, but he's... No, before that, she goes, like, you know, you can kind of make one wish to see the truth of anything. Mm. And, you know, they're like, well, we want to see Nalu. And she's like, are you sure that's what you want to know? Like, you can know if, like, she looks at Nori, the person you love loves you back. And then looks at Elena, like, if you were truly meant to be a fairy or something like that. And it's like, wow, And it's like, one, they had two wishes. They only made one? Yeah, they would have had one wish each. You could have at least done another one for one of you. I'd say Nori do another one, come on. And then you wouldn't have all this weird tension between you and Elena. But uh, they don't, which is uh, fine, I guess. And they find they, they priorities. And they see Prince Nalu is like strung up upside down in a place that looks like he's not in water. But then they kind of comment like, oh, but he's not like drying out. Like, what the fuck's up with that? And then um, Nori's like, I think I know where that is. Yeah. So she she's like, okay, Elena, follow me. I know how to get there. Let's go yeah. there. 
And as they leave, they get their friendship tattoos called the Crest of Courage for yeah. getting to the bottom. And that is the coolest shit. Yeah. And I wish when I did brave things, I got cool tattoos magically put on me. Instead of when I do brave things, I have to book a appointment to, <laughs> to get a tattoo. To get the tattoo like I did a brave thing. Just I, so you know, before you ever think of mentioning it, we're not getting the matching Crest of Courage tattoos. Really? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> They're pretty cool tattoos. They are pretty cool. I will look at them again and be like, hmm, yes. Mm. We'll, we'll have a discussion we'll about this. We'll have a discussion, we'll have a discussion about this post-podcast yeah. about whether we should get Barbie-themed tattoos to with each other. But um, uh, Okay, now that you've phrased it, phrased it like that, absolutely not. Come on. <laughs> be fun. See, I'm so like, I, I've got a lot of tattoos now, so I'm just like, I'll get anything put on my body. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Whilst you're still like, I've had one. I want meaningful things, not random want, garbage on my body. I don't want meaningful things. I just want to adhere to a, adhere to a theme. Barbie's a theme. But I'm, not the, my theme. See, I'm cool with just whatever garbage on yeah, my body. you want a in a I do. No one else steal that idea. I'm going to bleep that out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Just, you want a big... They'll make it sound so much worse. Anyway, let's like move on. <laughs> so yeah, they, you know, Nora's like, okay, I think I know where to go for this. Yeah, it just so happens though. You caught to Nalu. Nalu. Prince Nalu. Prince Nalu. And, and they are sitting in front of a giant whirlpool. Wait. This must. This had to happen before this because yeah. he's been strung up already. So. At some point before they went to the bottom, because we're really bad at the order in which things happen. Even though we have like a synopsis in front of us, yeah. it's the Wikipedia synopsis. So and it's garbage. Yeah. So let's just backspace a bit. Yeah. Nalu is like sitting like all chill being like, yeah, this is, and this is a super dangerous looking whirlpool. And he's like, gotta go down there. And they're like. They're like, oh. Um, no. And he's like, yes. Yeah. It's too bad. And they're like, you're just trying to fuck with us. Like the, you know, the confusion thing. But no, they actually did have to go down there. And they do, but it's uh, it's not good. It's, this film is like so like clearly defined stages one after the other. Yeah. Although I find them like really cool conceptually difficult to be like okay, each time also that we cut back to prince nalu we have fungus maximus he has this thing and it's basically a phone but it's like a weird compact mirror but it's it's a phone yeah it rings, yeah and it's basically laverna keeps calling him being like what the fuck is taking so long and he keeps saying, like, oh, yes, but who is there, my sweet? Might I take this opportunity to say that the swampy, the, the damp swampiness is making your complexion look... Uh, he, like, it's bad enough to have a queer-coded character. It's even worse to have a queer-coded character that has a real fucking hard-on for the villainous. Yeah. But, um, yeah, basically what's happening is, we forgot that cut too, but, like, Back when they're leaving and they have their tattoos and we cut back to Nalu, they're, he's strung up upside down and yeah. they're demanding like, okay, where is the berry? Because there's all different kinds of berries in this area. There's a whole cave full of different magical berries. Yeah. And they're like, which one is it? We don't know. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking tell you. 
And then, um, Laverna calls. Yeah. And this scene was really weird. It yeah. made me uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of this movie did, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get through it. Look, we haven't got to the Barbie Diaries yet, alright? Uh, Come on. You can stick it out. This film was pretty good. Yeah. It was... Yeah. <laughs> But Laverna's called and and she and she's like, "Have you found the berry?" And he's like, "Yes, actually, I have found." And then plucks a berry and's like, "The berry." And she's like, "That's not the berry." And he's like, "Of course, of course, it's not." And just grabs another it. random berry and is like, "The berry." She's like, "No." And so he keeps like pulling out all these different berries, and she's getting pissed off. And he's yeah. like, "I don't know." And he then he finds himself standing right next to the berry which is like this very small golden berry with like a red strap around it and he starts trying to like kiss up to her and stuff and she's like oh fungus and he's like ah yes it was like this weird like foreign sex moment yeah and then and then she's like behind you and he's like oh and it was like (laughs) all right it's um, horrible. And it's horrible. And he, she's like, no, turn around, you dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah. So he does, and he's like, oh, yes. The berry. The immunity berry. The immunity berry. <laughs> Which, one, such a cool concept. Two, why not get all those berries? They all do cool stuff. Um, we have a scene later. Okay. That. <laughs> That's so that true. contradicts Oh, God, that. no. But I would still collect them, and I'd just give them to people. Like, especially one, like, the one we're thinking of right now. But let's go back to... I hate how that also has, like, plot significance, this mm, one, Barry. Yeah. Anyway. Nori and Elena. Elena. Who, the quickest way to get to where they think Nalu is, is to go through a fire portal. It's, it's a chasm. It's, it's a cave that's, like... Um, filled with... Filled with, like, these little, like... Forget the names. They're kind of they're basically underwater volcanoes. Yeah, but there are lots of them. The thing about it is that it was literally lava, and I'm like, you're underwater. It would it, just no, be. No, it was boiling water. No, but it was red lava. It it should have been boiling water, but it wasn't. Also, red lava did not come out. Yes, it no, did. No, it didn't. It totally it did. It didn't. I'm googling this. <laughs> Well, why you do that, I'm going to tell the rest of this. Alright. So, uh, there, there's all these, like, um, kind of cannon, underwater cannons of red lava going in these different directions, which made no sense, because it should have... But the thing is, just because, like, it's a huge cavern and there's heaps of them, just because, like, they keep turning on and off, right, doesn't mean that the water surrounding it isn't still boiling. Yeah. Like, they, they kind of figure out the timing and go through and they all get through except then they get to the end and Bibble's fucking stuck in the middle so somehow like Nori has to go back for him and it's like that's bullshit why do they bring Bibble he's no he's just he's just difficult like a small child alright so I I tried to find this thing it's not a popular film finding weird porn on YouTube of course you did let's just move past it and understand that I'm no (laughs) no to be right <laughs> anyway 
so yeah, they get bit. It's just like it's really just a scene that's kind of doesn't need to be in there. It's just an extra obstacle they just yeah, chucked in for whatever. Yeah, and then they end up in this huge, like, beautiful garden full of berries. Yes. And they're like looking around. And Nori's uh just kind of casually saying what they are because Bibble tries to fucking eat one, and, and she's like, "Don't no, eat." No, 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 no. She's like, she points to like these golden berries, and she's like, "Oh, this tells you this like." turns you into who you're truly meant to be and stuff yeah. like that. And then it's like, oh, this one, like, makes all your hair fall out. Yeah, you all know, these different types of things. This one does all this. And some of it, like, they aren't deadly, but some of them have bad effects and some of them yeah. are pretty good. And then Bibble goes up and decides to eat one. Oh, this is, so, this is the worst scene in the whole thing. I forgot. I, like, blocked it out of my brain until, like, I heard that deep deep voice <laughs> and it all came rushing back oh, in God. the most painful way <laughs> Rowan's crying <laughs> it's so bad so Bill eats it and Elena's like ah oh, no no what if it's poisonous and and Nori's like no it's not and then uh, suddenly Bill just starts like yodeling no, doesn't no, he have that? No, 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 no. He oh, yeah, he's yodeling. yodeling, yeah. And then he eats it's... another one and he starts singing it at like an operatic high C. Mm. And, then, and he... then he eats another one and... He has this deep, deep... He's like I a think crooner. He's, he's like... meant to be sexy voice. Yeah. Like He's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and he's like being like sexual But even like deeper than that. And it's... Yeah, yeah like, and it's like this... I... Weirdly, like he's this... like, mm, don't you berries all look tasty? He goes around, but some, and like sweet. it's even more than that. Like it's like so strange and unusual. It's it's punishment. It's a strange and unusual punishment for me to have to see that. Yeah, he's a tiny puffball, but he's like making all these weird sexual in- innuendo things to these fruits, and it's bad, and I it hate is. it. And what okay. happens after this? I don't know. They give Bibble the opera one again, and then yeah. get him to kind of like fly around and get the two yeah. like lesser fungi to yeah. kind of to follow like... his voice. And they're like, "Oh, what sweet singing!" And they just keep trying to like yeah. follow him and stuff. While Nori and Elena like, in a really cool way, like uh, yeah. jump up and like slice his restraints. Yeah, and that's like super cool. And like he escapes, but. The berry starts to wear off, and then the fungi kind of realize, and then Maximus comes back from talking to Laverna, and it's just, I don't know, it's really cool. And they do get him, and they, don't they have, like, a little, like, kind of thing underwater where they're kind of, like, running around and yada yada yada, and it's, like, yeah. the catch sort of thing? Well, what happens is that Maximus comes back, and he's like, he's literally a fish out of water. How could you lose him? And yeah. And... Nalu sort of like jumps up out of the water and he's like, hey, you looking for me? Yeah, and I like Nalu, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. I will point out, he did not have nipples. Did you <laughs> notice that? I didn't, because I don't look for shit like that. No, I wasn't looking for shit like that, but I realized it and I wish I hadn't. Your brain's just hardwired to recognize nipples. Well, because pretty, it's pretty obvious when they aren't there. Yeah, but it it becomes just like they're throwing it back and forth. Yeah, well, what happens is that uh, Maximus tries to like catch him, tries mm. to like grab him, but sort of starts falling off the yeah the thing. And Bibble comes up and he grabs the berry, and because Maximus is still holding the berry, 
it like mm. pulls him back up and he's like oh thank you mm. and then Bibble just takes the berry but and runs my kind of favorite bit mm. is it's like now when like where they're having an underwater chase scene no but like I'm not sure if it's right before or right after this bit but Elena's necklace is like on its last yeah. leg and she basically um swims like up the waterfall no and... this is after yeah. yeah this is after because basically no it's not because she swims up the waterfall mm. and then we are so bad at like yeah. understanding how these movies actually happen yeah. she swims up the waterfall and she gets to the top and she's out of the water and like you know she has her like yeah, wings, but they've had and she's this... like waiting for it to tick out, so she still has the tail. But then, no, no, no. But they've had they're having this underwater chase scene in which they are throwing around this berry, mm-hmm. and eventually Elena gets it, and she's like, "Oh, you know, my necklace is running out," so she swims up the water. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's sitting up there, and then uh, waiting for like you know it to time out and her wings to come back. Yeah. But then Maximus like comes on the other side of the waterfall, mm. and he's like got that um elixir that turns well takes the oxygen out of the water. Okay, yeah. and he's like you know if you don't give me the berry, I will pour this in the bottom and you will be fucked. Yeah, and she obviously gives it over. Yeah, and but then of course like he drops it anyway, anyway so mm. she dives down after it. But then when she goes in when she hits the water, of course it runs out and she's trapped in her tail. Mm. However, what Nori did was because Nori's awesome and clever, yeah. and she swapped the berry that shows your true self for the immunity berry because they look really similar, just missing the stripes. Yeah. She painted a fake stripe on while they were doing all that kind of catching and throwing around, and then and she hid the real immunity berry. And like, so the one Elena was holding was actually not the real immunity berry. Yeah. But that doesn't really stop the fact that Elena, like, still has a fucking tail. But, um, basically the fungus are off their back. That's fine, but she's, like, sad, of course. And it's, like... And this is moment... And I don't like Bibble, but, like, this is part where she's like, well, I just, you know, I have to live underwater now, Bibble, and you have to go back to the surface. And I was like, oh, that's pretty sad. Yeah. That is like, pretty sad. I was like, no! Like, Bibble's annoying, but, like, obviously... Elena cares about him, and I'm like, that's and like Bibble, like I'm trying to understand that he can't like stay with her, yeah. and it's like, and you know she can't see like Dandelion and all of those people, and it's like oh, that's pretty sad. But the true self Barry, they get another one, and like Nori's like, this might not get you your wings back because we're not. It's like you know her true self could be like she was at the beginning of the first movie, yeah, with no wings at all. But it's like it's kind of like a chance that she has to take, yeah. I guess. Like, or it could be something completely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, you could really just be a bee, <laughs> or something like that. You can just be a bee. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Bees are pretty metal. I don't know. I like them, but uh, obviously they take that chance. She turns into a fairy. However, I'm assuming she's an actual fairy now because, and she won't need that. Yeah, necklace she does. Anymore. She won't need the necklace anymore. She like has cooler looking wings now. Yeah, she has even cooler wings. She gets cooler wings every fucking film. Yeah, she like gets an upgrade. <laughs> and of course, like last episode, I was really against her having wings. In this film, it's not really a part of the plot, but 
she does say, like, in this film, like, oh, but I've always wanted wings, and I want to lose my wings. I'm like, in the first movie, you never even mentioned wanting wings yeah. until someone offered them to you. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, fine, whatever. Yeah. I guess now you have them, you care about them, but I just think you lived for a long time. I'm pretty sure you'd be fine without them. You probably shouldn't stay a fucking mermaid. But yeah, she does get wings, and it's a cool transformation thing, and she, like, jumps out the water, and it's super sick. Mm-hmm. And then there's this bit where, like... And she just sort of, like, lies there, like, rotating in a T-pose. Mm. <laughs> but there's this bit where, like, Nori's like, Oh, I thought you and Nalu were a thing. And they're like, what? No, we're just, like, good friends. And it's like, Nori and Nalu get together, which I really like. Compared yeah. to, like, Elena getting dude in the end. She just gets her wings and then her friends get together, which is really cool. Yeah. And then, um... And then it ends. No, no, no. And then she's like, oh, there's only one thing that can make this day any better. And they're like, oh, what's that? And she's like, I would love to be a fly on the wall when... What's her name? Laverna eats that berry. And then it goes over and she eats it. And she's like, hmm, this must be what power looks like. And then what it feels like. And then she's a frog. Yeah. She's like a standing up frog. Yeah. Which is an offense to frogs. Yeah. Because frogs are good and pure and wonderful. They are good boys. I do want to see like another thing. Mm. Uh, say another thing, which is that before Elena leaves mm. uh, Dandelion behind, yeah. she says to her, if I'm not back by this time or whatever, get Azura. Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, cool. At some point towards the end, yeah. it cuts back to Daffodil, sort of like standing like back in the magic meadow, and Azura like floats down, and Daffodil was like, oh, I was just about to call for you, and Azura's like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine, everything is fine, mm. and then Elena comes back, and Azura's like, oh, you did such a good job doing this, this, and this. I'm like, how do you know this? Are you stalking her? Azura is, um, like, omnipresent. <laughs> oh, she's... Because she's also the narrator, so it's like, I don't know, I like Azura's character. Like, she's just kind of shifty. Like, she's a good guy, but see, she seems untrustworthy. But, it's that time again to rate things. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I wonder what point we're going to give up on the rating system. No, we're not going to give up. We're just going to be like zero, 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 zero. <laughs> wow, it's so easy to, to multiply. Wow. Also, it's addition, not multiplication. Look, I dropped out of maths, like, pretty early on. You did. Mm. You did. And even when we were in the same math class, you did not do work. <laughs> I did your work for you. Thank you for that. But, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the first one is animation. Yep. Um, so, what what are you giving for animation? I think animation. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. So, we've got a six. And I'll probably give it a six as well, because... Yeah. I it, thought it was not bad. I really thought it was better than the last film. I can't remember what I gave the last film, so... It was nothing special. I would give it a five, but the underwater sequences were pretty cool. And the world building in this series is pretty cool. I forget which order we have for these. The next, I believe, was skill. Skill. But I really don't. There's no skill in this. So yeah, I'm like it a zero. Yeah, honestly, I'll agree. I'll agree on that. Like, she doesn't have anything that really defines her as a person. Yeah. Like, she's just a real like cut out of a, of a character. Like, yeah. She has no thing that she does. Like, even in the first film, we rated on parkour. She doesn't even have that. 
She just kind of like I don't know. I don't like that she yeah. really doesn't have any defining characteristics. It's because this it's not is a sequel. Um, but she doesn't even use the stuff that she like had in the first film. Well, she doesn't need parkour anymore. Yeah, I know it's annoying. And, and like, even then, we like, can't rate her on her swimming. Yeah. She's not out there doing like fucking. S- Sick flips. Like, yeah, fucking, like, I'm doing a double barrel roll. Yeah. And a pin drop and fucking doing backstroke out there. Yeah, it's no. not that impressive. It's, she's just paddling. Yeah. I'm surprised she knows how to swim. Yeah, it's true. Um, then we've got music. 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 I liked the music in this film, but I didn't think it was any different from the first one. Yeah, like, I, it wasn't... Didn't, I didn't notice anything stunning. Yeah, about it, it, it didn't jump out at me. Yeah, five's, five's good. Five's okay, good. so far, we've given it the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with you. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's like the first one. It's not overly amazing, but it's not yeah. bad. It's just a real, like, meh of a film. Yeah. So we've been through animation, skill, and music. Um, we've got Barbie. Yeah, herself. Barbie herself. I'm going to give her a three. I'm not even sure what I'm going to give her. Again, it's the skill thing. She doesn't have anything that really is like makes her different from the I'm other gonna, Barbies, you know? I'm going to give her a two. And we've got overall enjoyability. <sighs> I liked it much more than you did. I'm going to give it a 6.5. I'm, uh, I'm going to give it a six because I enjoyed it more than Fairytopia. <laughs> yeah, that's but... true. Still didn't really enjoy it. In fact, yeah. I'm going to give it a five. All right. Um, do we have anything else? Because when I write mine down, I just write the numbers and like. I really don't know, but do you know what? Hmm? Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really it's matter. our arbitrary bullshit. Yeah. So, mine in total was twenty point five. Okay, so our total. This is why I did your maths for you. Yeah, yeah. So our total is thirty eight point five, which is of... probably our lowest. Out of. One hundred and twenty, I believe. Yeah. We might have missed something, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It uh, deserves it, that rating. I, see, I don't think it deserves such a low rating, but I'm not... It's so arbitrary, it really depends on how we feel at the time. The way I feel about Elena really, like, makes this film bad for me. Because even though the world is cool, and the animation was pretty cool, and yeah. I liked what they were doing, she just doesn't have anything that makes it... Like, the reason this film I like a lot is because of Nori. Nori is a strong character. Yeah. Elena has nothing about her that I find interesting. Honestly, I'm surprised we haven't come up with, um, like... Giving things penalty points for how bad the animal sidekick is. <laughs> we can't do that. Because some have a lot of animal sidekicks. And it just doesn't seem fair to some films that are good otherwise. Yeah. But I know you didn't final thoughts. Alright, well did you have a alright, what's your like since you didn't like it, what's your least favorite bit? Uh That's a big question because it's not that I didn't like it. I think it's just that it's a sequel. I just found it tedious yes and trite and i think my favorite moment would have been the bit where they're going down into the depths of despair or whatever um i agree with you because that's the bit that i remember even though i remembered it incorrectly i still remembered it yeah Uh, least favorite moment was probably either that fucking sea fairy Mm. no that's sea butterfly yeah or uh when that turtle showed up yes you mean it's the bibble deep voice but, um... <laughs> oh, no, I take that back. That's my least favorite part. Because, like, not only 
was it bad, but it was jarring and so out of place. It was the most, like, random, thrown-in thing to just put in there. And I get he was meant to be a distraction, but oh my god, could you not come up with a better distraction plot than giving him opera singing and yodeling? Like, it was the most, like... Deep, deep burning. But, like, it took me so far out of the film in the way that, like... Okay, an ugly turtle and an annoying fairy. That's pretty on par with how Barbie usually works. But um, this was this was much. so like random and like so jarring to watch. Mm. It was just I don't know. I just couldn't do it. And but I, um, and the, and what made it worse was that it was supposed to be funny. Yeah, like that. It was meant to be a joke, and I'm like, this is so horrible. I it's was, so horrible. I felt violated in mm. so many ways. But uh. That's just how Barbie makes you feel sometimes. That's how it do sometimes. <laughs> anyway, you can find us at BarbieTopiaPod on Twitter and at BarbieTopiaPodcast on Tumblr. And if you have any disagreements, you can send us there. It's late. It's... I'm going to go to sleep. It's 9.30. We still have to have dinner. Oh, we're so old. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>